Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. Very excited about today's show. Today, I'll be joined by Google Hangouts expert, Brandy Sweezy, and we'll explore why you might want to consider Google Hangouts and what you need to know if you're going to start doing Google Hangouts. I'm also going to share two free resources with you, and let me go ahead and do that right now. After untangling a school of anacondas, look what Michael Stelzner found. Recently, my brother um, was visiting me from out of town, and we started talking about how um, sometimes our eyes get bugged out when we're staring at the screen too long. And he said, hey, have you ever heard of this thing called uh, Flux? It's called F.L.U.X. And uh, I'll give you the URL in just a second. But basically what he said it does is it's something you can install on your computer and also on your smartphone. And what it allows you to do is choreographs the time of the day with the brightness on your screen and as you get into the uh, the nighttime hours it actually takes the blue out of the screen and replaces it with red and the way this works is it's basically kind of a gradual thing so if you're listening to this podcast and you tend to wake up very early in the morning when it's still dark and you get on your computer or perhaps you use your smartphone next to your bed as a clock and when you push the button it's too much light and it wakes you up. Well, Flux is a great option for you because it doesn't make it so bright that your eyes bug out and instead it replaces that blue with red. Now I know it sounds like something really kind of strange, but in reality there have been a ton of people that have been going nuts over this thing because it allows them to essentially uh, adjust their eyes to the, the fact that there's not a lot of light around them. You might want to check it out. I know a lot of people are raving about it. I personally have not tried it because I am not a night owl, but I thought that some folks listening might find a lot of value in it. You can learn a lot more by visiting justgetflux.com. That's F-L-U-X, justgetflux.com. I hope you give it a try, and if you end up giving it a try, let us know what you think. Now I'd like to share something else with you. Discover how to use social media to quickly grow your business at the largest online social media conference. Social Media Success Summit. Brought to you by Social Media Examiner. You'll join 3,000 fellow marketers and be led by 45 of the world's leading social media pros. Including Mari Smith, Chris Brogan, Jay Baer, Michael Hyatt, and marketers from Sony, Discovery Channel, and General Electric. All live from your computer. You'll discover powerful business building tactics and proven social media marketing tips facebook linkedin twitter pinterest google plus youtube blogging podcasting and video marketing take your social media and content marketing to an entirely new level discount tickets are limited visit socialmediasummit13.com to secure your ticket today just want to share a little bit about it um this conference is spread over the entire month of october and it's designed uh, in 45-minute sessions, so you get really intense, high-quality, tactical how-to kind of stuff. And we cover every social network, and we also cover uh, video marketing, podcasting, and blogging. And in particular on the blogging, I just want to share 
a couple of the uh, sessions. One of them is how to make your blog stand out in a noisy world. And it's taught by Marcus Sheridan of the sales line. Another one is called how to create blog posts that people love to share. And everybody wants obviously that because that drives more traffic to your website. And that's taught by Jeff Bullis. And another one is how to optimize your blog for search taught by Rich Brooks. So this is just three out of over 30 different sessions that we're going to be having at Social Media Success Summit. Be sure to check it out at socialmediasummit13.com. Earlier in the show, I said I wanted to share two resources that are free. And the second resource is a brand new LinkedIn group that we recently founded called the Social Media Marketing Networking Club. And this is a place that you can go to help other people to network with your peers, your fellow marketers who are doing social media, and also to get your questions answered. And you can also even go there if you want to post job openings. As a matter of fact, a lot of people are posting job openings in this group. So whether you are looking for a job or you're looking for someone to help you, it's a great place to go to do that. Here's what makes this different than other LinkedIn groups. First of all, it is fully moderated by three people. And what that means is you're not going to see a lot of spam in there. You're not going to see a lot of this, you know, kind of stuff that you'll see in other networking groups where it's just completely full of irrelevant self-promotional garbage. We remove that stuff very quickly. Secondly, this is a very small group. There's only 2,000 members in it right now. So there really is a great chance for you to connect intimately with um a lot of marketers, unlike some of these other groups that have hundreds of thousands of people and it's just impossible to keep up with. Um, The third thing is that these are marketers who really want to help others out and really enjoy networking and assisting others. And chances are very good that you're going to find answers to questions here that you're not going to find anywhere else. And maybe you're that kind of marketer who really enjoys and gets a lot of personal satisfaction out of helping other people. Well, this is a great place to uh, to find out more about that. And then the last thing, number four, is there is no self-promotion. To check out our new LinkedIn group, the easiest way to get there is to visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash LinkedIn group. That's socialmediaexaminer.com slash LinkedIn group. With that, let's transition over to today's expert interview with Brandy Sweezy on Google Hangouts and why you ought to consider them for your business. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Brandy Sweezy. If you don't know who Brandy is, she's a Google Hangouts marketing expert. And for the last 20 years, she's been helping entrepreneurs grow a following with video. Brandy, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, today, Brandy and I are going to kind of explore Google Hangouts, why you might want to consider doing it, and what you need to know. And Brandy, I think a lot of people listening are probably in the same boat that I'm in. They've probably got a little bit of knowledge of Google Hangout, but really haven't dug into it at all. So can you kind of start with a high-level overview of what Google Hangout is? Yeah, first it's free. Um, Google actually describes it as a unification of their video, uh, chat, and messenger services all in one place. So it was a replacement for Google Talk. It was a replacement for the Google Chat. So they're they're calling it unifying all of it into one platform, which is Hangouts. And those Hangouts can either be private Hangouts or they can be Hangouts on air that stream live to your YouTube channel. 
And let's explain a little bit about what happens during a hangout, if you if you could. Like, well, let's so I, let's talk about. We're really talking about hangouts on air today, right? I mean, that's is that really what we're talking about, or are we talking about Google Hangouts or both? I mean, actually, you can do both. I mean, if you're, you know, like a coach or you're a consultant, you could use Hangouts like you do Skype, and the quality is amazing. And you don't have the recording, so you would have to do something like Camtasia or ScreenFlow to record those sessions. So those would be in private Hangouts, and those are great for, like, team meetings, like I said, consulting, coaching, anything like that where you're advising people and you want to keep that private. Then the Hangouts on air are the ones that stream live to your YouTube channel. And you can have up to yourself and nine other people in a hangout, whether that be the private one or the hangout on air. So you can have them all be on video. Uh, so you can, you're doing a video chat and, and speaking with them and giving a presentation to them. And same with the hangouts on air. You could have up to nine people in there, including yourself, okay, 10, so 10 people total. So you plus nine. I've been on a Google hangout. It's been a while. I think Chris Brogan was spontaneously doing one when he was, um, on Google Plus one day, and I, what I recall was it was like a video conference where whoever's talking, I think somehow wasn't their video bigger. Isn't that kind of how it works? And everybody else's is smaller. Is that generally how it works, or, or is that how it used to work? Well, it's very, um, it's it sounds sensitive, so the camera will switch to the person being in the bigger screen, and then the the smaller screens, the little thumbnails that you see, are, we call them the film strip, and then oh no, sorry, that's okay. And, um, <laughs> we love dogs. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so that film strip is, you, you can control that too. It's sound sensitive. So a lot of times when you're watching Hangouts, it's just sound activated. But if you click on the little thumbnails, you can control who's in the bigger screen. And that's probably one of the very first things that I, you know, when I'm teaching people is to really be aware of controlling that screen because of it being so sound sensitive. It's very distracting watching it flip back and forth. Okay. So, um, Google Hangouts on air. So let's explore this a little bit more. It, you know, some people might be familiar like me with the Hangout because they've, you know, maybe been in one for like maybe one time in their life or something. But elaborate, what does the YouTube integration with the Google Hangouts on air really mean? And kind of give us the picture of it with words, if you could. The, so the Hangouts on Air stream live to your YouTube channel. So it's linked to your G Plus page, and you, and you link that. So if you have a G Plus um, profile or a G Plus business page, you link that to your YouTube channel. So what that enables you to have is um, you have to have your YouTube channel verified for um, uploads of more than 15 minutes, and most Hangouts will run longer than 15 minutes. And then it's streaming live to your YouTube channel at the time that you're live. And then when you end the broadcast, you have this unlimited YouTube content. So then you treat it just like any video. If you're using video in your marketing, it's really important to go back in and optimize it, add your keywords, add your descriptions, you know, maybe put in a custom thumbnail, you know, put it in the correct playlist. But while it's live, it's just streaming there live on YouTube. Okay, so... It start, you have to have a Google Plus account, which is what you were referring to earlier with G Plus, and then you have to have right. a YouTube account. Now, um, is the actual live component watched on the Google Plus account or is it watched on the YouTube account? It is. Um, it'll stream on your 
profile page. So like if I was to go to my Brandy Sweezy profile page, anytime that I do a hangout on air, it posts there. It also is running at the same time on my YouTube channel. And then also when you start a hangout on air, there's embed codes and you can take those embed codes, which would be the YouTube URL. If you wanted to just put it like on a Facebook tab, or if you wanted to stick it in your website as a blog post, then you could direct people to watch it there also. And then in addition to all of that, there's a Hangout on Air page that lists all of the Hangouts that are currently on air. So if you go to Hangouts on Air, you'll see a list of all the Hangouts that are happening right then. So you'll show up there. So I always tell people to really be aware of how they name their Hangouts if you're trying to build an audience because people might just happen upon you or upon your, your Hangout on any one of those three areas. And so you really want to make sure that you name it some type of compelling way that would inspire people to be like, oh, that looks interesting. Let me click that. And for people that are listening right now, I guess the best analogy is it's almost like a syndicated live TV show that you can watch on your YouTube channel. You can watch on your Google Plus page, or you can actually embed, right? Just like YouTube videos, you can embed them, but you can embed the live component. Does this mean you can actually embed this into a blog post? So for example, if you wanted to create a blog post all about a live hangout, can you embed the YouTube link in there and allow people to kind of, you know, come to your blog to participate? Absolutely. And I mean, that's one of the ways that I suggest for the vast majority of my clients, you know, they're, they're in marketing and, and so it's really, you want to drive them to one location to watch. So you take that and you, and you, put it in your blog post as a blog post and you send people to that particular page for people to watch, which makes it easier because most people, quite honestly, aren't really familiar with, you know, Google Plus and, you know, and I don't have a, you know, a huge amount of uh, followers on, G- on Google Plus. So I send my people to my website or to a Facebook page w- where the vast majority of my audience is. So I think that's a big misunderstanding is that you have to be some type of Google Plus master to do this. But actually, you can do huge marketing just by setting up an account and embedding it on your website. You know, when, um, when, when Hangouts first came out, gosh, it's been probably a little more than a year, maybe even a year and a half. The first thing that went through my mind is, oh my gosh, this is incredible. If they could only figure out how to do it for more than whatever it was, nine people, this could be something that could give webinars a run for their money. And I think kind of it has, right? I mean, like, um, give me your thoughts on, on, on whether this is potentially growing into a viable alternative for people that maybe can't afford the webinar technology um, for, for doing webinars. What are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, that's that was that was the first application that I saw for it was really as a webinar replacement because the webinar a lot of those programs are really expensive and you know for most entrepreneurs if you're not doing a lot of them it's hard to justify the cost. Plus the cost is based on number of viewers on a lot of those systems. Well here with the you know with the hangout on air you have unlimited viewership, 9 people in the hangout presenting. So and usually if you get up to that many it's a little distracting. So I've done webinars where it's just myself giving us, you know, a slide presentation and then I have unlimited viewers, you know, embedded on a website, you know, ask for an email opt-in, you know, you could use, you know, whatever. I always say you don't need to buy a lot of expensive plugins, you know, use what you have, find something that works, you know, they enter the email, they flip over to a watch live page, 
You can put like a Facebook chat plugin below it to answer questions that way. And then you're off and running. And I think it's a great way to build engagement and, you know, kind of webinars with just the slides and the, you know, you're just hearing the person's voice. You know, when you're doing the slide presentations, just like with speakers, people get distracted by the slides and they're not really listening to the speaker sometimes. So same thing in this kind of hangout, you know, replacing webinars, though you have a chance to, you know, here, I'll share this you know, image with you, but then I'm going to look you in the eye and talk to you as I'm giving my presentation. So I think that that's another added benefit of it. Well, let's explore that a little bit because um, you did you did mention that you can share content with Hangouts. Um, how does that work? Can you load a PowerPoint deck into it or is it sharing your screen or how, how exactly does that work? Uh, there's a screen share in the um, within the Hangouts, both private and um, Hangouts on Air, but we're talking about Hangouts on Air in this case. So there's a screen share, and when you push the screen share, and here's here's my little trick for those of you that are going to jump out there and do it right away, never share your desktop or the actual Hangout. So when you push screen share, it'll give you an option to share everything that's open on your desktop. And so I always say, you know, have everything shut down with the exception of what you want to share. Now, if you do it in Keynote or PowerPoint when it just, you know, flips to a full screen, that's not what the end user is experiencing. So what you need to do is if you're using Keynote, you need to convert your slides to PowerPoint, load them into the Google Drive, and then do a present in new window. Um, you could also build out your slides in Google Drive. Um, if you're on Keynote, here's my million-dollar ninja trick that nobody knows about, is if you take your Keynotes and convert them into QuickTime, it's not, it does not become a movie. It just becomes you know, movement. So all of your transitions and formatting stay exactly the same. Okay, so okay. Hold go, on a second because we're going deep here. <laughs> we're going deep here and some people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so to answer the question, you can share anything that's on a screen. Therefore, you could share slides within Google Hangouts. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And can you share um, a video within Google Hangouts? Um, you know, they say yes, but... I, the like a YouTube Google video Hangouts or something? Are, I'm sorry? Like a YouTube video that you've pre-recorded or is that probably not? No. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to happen. A couple different reasons. One, the, the Google Hangout um, is a big bandwidth issue first. Secondly, even if you own the YouTube video, uh, YouTube and Google, well, YouTube has said that they really watch Hangouts on Air for copyright infringement. So even if you could, it was your own video that you had created, they're, they're not going to allow that to happen. And it might not look very you know, good, right? It might right. Not. And then it skips and everything. There's no way to really show the videos effectively in a Hangout because of the bandwidth and it, it just doesn't go over well at could, this point. Could you um, show people like how to use Photoshop and kind of do a step-by-step kind of thing with it? Or is the screen too oh, tiny? Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah. So can you turn off the video faces and just show the screen or do they both show up at the same time? If you um, if you're just using one computer, uh, you, it goes back. You would turn on your screen share and turn it off, so they don't see you while you're doing, like, say, the presentation. Your um, your video is not shown at that point. And then when you turn off the screen share, then it goes back to you being on video. Um, a little bit more techie is if you're using multiple computers, then you can you yourself can be in a hangout on one computer on different devices. So you could be on video on one of your computers and then have your presentation on another computer, that would be one way that you could see both. Oh, cool. And I would imagine yeah. the presentation would be big and then the, the, the video of you would be small 
in that film strip thing you were talking about? Yeah, and the film strip thing, again, you control that by what we call blue boxing. And all that is is that you just click on the thumbnail image in the film strip. And then that puts a little blue box around it, like a little blue line around it. And then that's what is seen in the main screen. Sorry. Gosh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> we like dogs. We're, we're, we're a pet-friendly podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my friend was going to come and take the dog during the recording, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, so... um. All right, so let's step back for a second. We've talked about a lot of the the functions and capabilities of uh, Google Hangouts on air in particular. Um, why should marketers help, like, wrap a bow around this for me a little bit? Why should marketers consider doing Google Hangouts? Just give me kind of the high level on a, of a couple of advantages to doing Google Hangouts, and maybe even what they've they've done for you. They, um, number one is the, the biggest thing is it's YouTube, right? I mean, as we know, videos always are going to rank higher in searches. And the fact that Hangouts on Air jumped to the first page of Google rapidly. So if you, instead of doing a video and going through the process of, you know, making video and doing the edits and everything else, you're just right on YouTube immediately and you have unlimited YouTube content. And then if you are strategic in the optimization afterward, again, putting in descriptions and calls to action and keywords and things, you're just going to skyrocket to the first page on your subject matter. The other is, is that, you know, as we know, people, you know, buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And this is a huge opportunity to allow people to get to know you face to face. And because it is live things, you know, it's technology and things do go wrong. People like to see how you handle those types of things. Um, you know, I've had some of my clients, you know, make, make $12,000 on, on just one hangout, you know, one, one hour, one hangout, just, you know, make money. You can also create web shows, you know, so if you're trying to, you know, build your list or get more engagement with your, with your people, you have a weekly show at a certain time every week consistently where you interview people, then you have more content and you get more engagement. And then you're answering questions live on air and everyone loves to be acknowledged live on air, right? Your, your people love that. Do you find more people listen to the um, live component versus the playback? What's been your experience? You know, it, it's fascinating to me that a lot of people do listen to the playback. Uh, you, This is one of those things where you can't see the analytics. You can see how many viewers are live at that moment, but those numbers don't roll over into the actual video. So any of your video views after the broadcast has ended are all replays. And I've gotten up to 1,000, you know, within 24 hours on a couple of events and, you know, where we had live probably about 500 and so it's great because it shows, you know, the minutes watched and how long you have engagement for. So they do both. And that's why I think it's, again, you know, if you're strategic and you, and you put it out there and then when you send the replay for people, you can either send them the replay, you know, like we talked about to your website or the YouTube URL if you'd like to. And you can send out that replay to, to your, you know, to your clients, to your list, to whomever. So interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, um, what if, what about people that want to do kind of exclusive content? Um, because sometimes that's part of what the strategy is with webinars. You did mention earlier that these um, hangout on airs are kind of very public. Um, is there a way to password protect it or is there any way to kind of offer exclusive stuff to people or what? how have people kind of worked around this or what's been your experience with this? 
Um, well, you can mark the videos as private or unlisted. So sometimes when I give a free training, I'll go back into the video after the broadcast is over and mark it as unlisted and only allow those that had registered to, to watch it. So when you mark the video as unlisted, it, it pulls you out of your, your channel. Then you can go back. I mean, this is kind of labor intensive. Then you go back and just delete it off of, you know, all the places that you had it. The other option, they were, come, well, I'm not even going to share it because they stopped it. There was a way to make the videos private, but they just, they changed that. They were on to us. The other thing, and I probably will get in trouble for saying this, is just to create a channel that is kind of a dummy channel. You know, like create, you know, Gmail's free, right? So you set up a Gmail account with, a, you know, a, a G plus account. You name it something that you just don't want anybody to watch that. And then you make that channel for your, your trainings. And then only the people that, you know, have Bought a you know, password. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that would be one way around it. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they're they're on air and they're public. So it's just about being, you know, somewhat sneaky about it. Well, it, I mean, it really sounds like it's more of a marketing tool than it is a product tool, right? I mean, and what I mean by that is it's not necessarily something you should use to try to sell tickets to. It's probably better to be able to use as something that you can use to get exposure, right? Because, um, uh, because of all the aspects you were talking about, about how it can be optimized inside of YouTube. And it seems like the, the, the building affinity with your audience thing, I would imagine could be really huge. Do you have to be really kind of high end video quality to be able to do these kind of videos? Like, does, can they just use the, the, the darn camera built into their computer or what do you, what are your thoughts on, on the video side of it for, for the, oh, yeah. for the, for the speaker? Yeah, I mean, I, quite honestly, for the longest time, I just used my MacBook um, camera and my iPhone headset. That was my strategy for the longest time. And then I, I did go out and get a little external webcam that was a little better. I think I paid $70 for it on Amazon. And it's just, you know, put on a little tripod. So that's a little better. But you really, this is the beauty of Hangouts. And this is why I'm so passionate about it, is really all you have to do to create content is pop open your, your computer boom, you're on YouTube and there you have it. Like there's like zero labor involved. It doesn't have to be this big, huge, you know, setup of what like videos are for us. You know, we have to get, you know, obviously be well lit, obviously be concerned about your audio. Uh, that's always number one, but you don't have to go and buy all of this expensive equipment to have this unlimited YouTube content. Do you recommend people start by messing around with just the regular Google Hangouts to kind of get the hang of it and then go ahead and do Google Hangouts on air? Or do you recommend doing maybe a mock-up Google Hangout on air with with maybe some of your your team to kind of get the technology all figured out? And is it one of those kind of things that requires a little like practice session? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's not it doesn't it's not very intuitive, right? So you do need to get in there and bang around just a little bit in it. And a lot of the apps that are within Hangouts are done by um, external developers. So, you know, they like they have funds. So it's not really Google that created those apps. So you need to learn those apps and there's not a lot of um, great information on how. So it's good to get in there and play around and practice a little bit. And quite honestly, I am always testing things on Hangouts on Air. So I start a Hangout on Air. I call, I say testing. I don't even invite anyone in. And then I test some different theories out. I end the broadcast. I go back and I delete the video. Because And you'll see that a lot in that Hangout on Air page. It's like testing, testing, te you know, because it's so new. You see people testing things all of the time. So I say just give it a shot. And if you don't like it, then just go and delete it. It'll be there forever. And it's pretty simple. Now, you mentioned some. there are some third-party apps that can enhance Google Hangouts on Air. Can you kind of mention maybe a few of your favorite apps and what they can do? Yeah. 
Yeah, my definite favorite is, the, um, favorite is the Hangout Toolbox. And the Hangout Toolbox, what that allows you to do is have a lower third. And so when you watch like the news or, you know, talk shows, you see their name and usually the name of their business. So you can just, that Hangout Toolbox, when you load it, it lands right on the lower third. And there you can put your name and your web address. So if you're going to have, you know, yourself and a few others, then you want to have your name and your website, you know, or, or your call to action there. So I love it for that. Can you put There's your logo too? Oh yeah. Um, so then they have in that same area, they have what's called custom overlays. And what you do is you make a custom and very nicely branded, uh, lower third. And then just for your consistency and branding, I suggest everyone do that if you're going to be doing these consistently. And also if you're going to be on other shows as well. And that is a 640 by 360 transparent PNG. And you can see that so that you show up and then you just tell your designer you can go to Fiverr or, and just have them do it right at the very bottom of that. And it's beautiful. Awesome. Now, for somebody who's saying, okay, uh, you, Brandy, you persuaded me. I think I want to experiment with Google Hangouts. Give us kind of like the checklist of the things we ought to consider first before maybe getting underway with a Google Hangout. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think that a lot of people are, are love doing this, but they really need to sit down and say, okay, what's my why? You know, why am I doing this? What's my goal? And then once you understand that, then that becomes, you know, the next stage is then, okay, what's my strategy for where I want people to watch? You know, if I'm a video person, I'm just going to send them to my YouTube channel. If I'm a marketing person that's, you know, concerned about building my list, then I'm going to send them to my website and ask for an opt-in and then take them to a watch live page. If my biggest audiences on Facebook, then I can just do it on a Facebook tab, uh, you know, just have it land there. So it is very important to think about, okay, how am I going to do this? And if you're going to do something, you know, with as with all marketing, it's all about consistency. So, you know, don't jump in and tell everybody, you know, announce that you're going to be doing these all the time and then never do another one. You know, like say, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this out and then, okay, now maybe it's bi-weekly. Oh, okay, this isn't that tough. Okay, now maybe it's weekly. You know, if it's your goal to to, you know, build relationships and, and to, you know, have engagement with your audience, then you might want to do a weekly show. If you're, you know, trying to, you know, sell a product or something, you know, maybe it's not that often, but at least it start, you start to become known for doing those through your hangouts. You know, it's just another marketing tool. Brandy, one of the things that I see a lot of um, my friends in the marketing world doing is um, uh, somebody like me would come on as the host and maybe have someone like you helping as like a co-host, but then there would be like a guest that would come in and it would be an interview between those people. Is that kind of one of the ways that marketers seem to be doing this a lot, like an, a video alternative to audio podcasts where, you know, you're bringing on somebody else, you're seeing their home office or wherever they happen to be. And it's just this back and forth between these people. And then people are asking questions live along the way. Is that kind of one of the more common uses in the marketing world? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some one of my clients they they started off with a, a weekly show, and they've had you know eight guests on, and it's two guys. You know they co-hosted at Social Media Maniacs, and they the two of them are on, and they all have you know four or five guests, and they they go around, and they all are just chatting like they're in their you know living rooms, you know having a conversation, and then they invite questions in, and they answer questions live on air, and they went from zero to thousands of subscribers in a couple of weeks. I mean, it, it hit really quickly. Now, what's the typical, what's the recommended length for, um, for a hangout as far as like, you know, I, I mean, I've seen them all over the map. So do you have any recommendations? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've done, we did one with James and it was three hours. I think that's way long. Um, we've done a couple 
that's way long. Uh, I think, you know, 30, 45 minutes would be ideal to ask someone to sit with you live for that long of a time is, I think is a bit of a challenge unless you can keep it really tight and really high energy and moving forward, then that's okay. But, you know, if there's any lulls or there's, you know, downtime in it, two hours, you're going to, you're going to lose people. So yeah, 30 to 45, I think is ideal. How about some tips on engaging the live viewers? What do you recommend? Uh, well, there's about a 45 second to a minute delay in what they're seeing and what you're presenting. So I tell everyone, like, start asking for those questions out of the gate, and you're not going to get that instant gratification that you do with, like, say, you know, one of the webinar platforms. So saying, hey, it's just everybody say hi, because there's going to be a minute delay. But start, you know, constantly be saying, you know, make sure to ask your questions. Oh, hey, this person's coming on. What, what burning questions do you have for them? And then also that application I was talking about, the Hangout Toolbox, will let you, um, in Comment Tracker, will let you pull in comments from your YouTube, your G+, and your Twitter. And you can actually pop those on screen. And again, everyone likes to be acknowledged on screen or hear their name mentioned live. And so that's a great way to do it. And then, like I said, you could put like a Facebook plug-in. You know, if you're going to do it on your blog, just have that below there and then just answer questions from there. Okay, you mentioned, I think, a plug-in. Did you say it was called Comment Tracker? that aggregates the comments across all the platforms? Was it called Comment Tracker or was it called something else? It is called Comment Tracker and it's in the Hangout Toolbox. So when you load the Hangout Toolbox where that lower third was, there's a little, there's a couple little tabs and the third tab over looks like a little speech bubble and that will um, automatically load the YouTube for you and then you can stream them and then you can pin them at different times as well. And so you can pin them so you don't lose track of them. And then you do, you push this little eyeball and it pops up on screen. It's fantastic for engagement. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about promoting. Um, I know this isn't a just, you know, hit the record button and, and everybody will just show up. I mean, what rec- recommendations do you have for marketers when it comes to promoting hangouts? I mean, it's obviously got a cool factor to it, right? But, um, I'm not just, I mean, the obvious thing that's coming to my mind is live, you know, video, you want that kind of terminology in your marketing, but, but how do you actually go from getting, you know, because it's live and people want to make it to the live event, how, how do you recommend, um, using social or whatever other marketing tool, you know, platforms that are available to drive people to that live event? And is it critical that they all kind of show up at the same time? Do you wait for them? What, what are some of your thoughts on all this? Uh, again, you know, going back to strategy, depending on what your goal is, is where you're going to want to send them to, um, to watch, right? So deciding first where you're going to send them. And I think that you have to, that is your number one consistency in the marketing, you know, so I'm going to send them to this link. And then, you know, I am a firm believer in go where your audience is. Don't try to drag them someplace else. Meaning like if you're not a big Google Plus person, don't try to drag them to Google Plus to watch. You want to make it as easy for your end user as possible. Then the next, you know, when you get into the promotional pieces, then yeah, I mean, obviously you want to do nice imaging, you know, have, if you're going to have guests, have pictures of your guests, you know, post it across all your social media addictions, driving them all to one location to watch. And I think that that's ideal. And then when you are doing that, you have, you're making it easy because all I have to do is click a link and then boom, they're watching you live. 
then also if people happen upon you on that Hangout on Air page or on the YouTube channel, that's fine. Those are just bonus people. And that's why I like pulling in those comments because you get those bonus people that you're acknowledging as well, but you're driving them to one location to watch. And I think a couple of days prior, you know, four days, I think like a normal webinar time, you know, if you, you promote it a little bit before, it, it's perfect. Okay. So, I mean, that, that, that just led right into what I was thinking about. <laughs> so do you want to have like some sort of a registration page ideally so that, um, like, you know, sign up for this free hangout here, um, and then, and then set up like an autoresponder that gives them reminders so that they'll show up live. Or is it just a matter of like starting your marketing across Facebook and Google plus and all these channels saying, Hey, we've got something exciting coming, mark your calendar. And then, you know, an hour before and then 10 minutes before, hey, it's happening live. I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to grapple with is 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 how to get people to all show up at the right time because we're all so busy. Is it is it just like webinars where you recommend setting up some sort of a simple web form with reminders or what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the ideal situation. You know, like I used um, for my website, I just used a plugin. When you landed on the website, you filled in your email. Instead of doing the double opt-in, it just clicked you over to the live page. Then that live, and that was the, the the landing page was what I was promoting. Then the watch live page, I put in a you know, be sure to bookmark this page and check back. And if you have any questions, go ahead and enter them below now, so I could start filling up some questions. You know because of that oh, lag time. Cool. And I put, just put it in an image and tell them to bookmark the page. Then all of those people that opted in were segmented on my list. And then 30 minutes prior, they all got an email saying, we're going live in 30 minutes. Click this link to watch. And it was on my website, forward slash watch live. And so those people that had already opted in got the reminder email to show up on time. Is there kind of a, you know how with webinars, you can have kind of a holding pattern where the world sees nothing but a we're going to start soon. Um, or is it the second you started, everybody hears everything. So you better be ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. to me about that. No, you could start a hangout on air. I usually start my hangouts on air about 30 minutes prior to actually going live with the broadcast. And the reason that I do that is I, to get everything set up, make sure that I like my camera angle, my lighting's good, that, you know, all of those type of things. Then 15 minutes prior, I go ahead and send to my guests to come on in and, and join me. And then usually they were, so at that time we're in what's called the green room. And then it doesn't start streaming live put start broadcast. And then, you know, usually about, you know, five minutes before I take that embed code, go pop it into the website, send out that last email. And then, you know, okay, everybody, you know, take a little break, get comfortable, be relaxed. And now we're, we're live. And then you go live. Gotcha. So once you hit this, so basically you can kind of get everybody prepared and the rest of the world doesn't see it until you hit the, or yeah. do they all see it? But it sounds like they don't see it until you hit the start broadcast. Is that right? That's correct. The, the world doesn't see it until you push start broadcast. And then uh, that's when it starts recording, right? Also, right? right. And, then, yes. and then when you end the broadcast, basically you have a video pretty much immediately available, right? Yes. So then you just go into your YouTube and your video manager, it'll, it'll be there. I mean, it usually takes about you know two minutes, I think, or something. But you can go into your video manager and see it right away and then edit you know, if you'd like to you know, add some things to it, you know, the description keywords, et cetera. Yeah. It, can you actually do any video edits or is it mostly just like what you said, like edit the description? You can't actually go into the video and like crop it or anything like that, the fronts and ends and all that kind of fun stuff. Can you, or can you? 
Oh, oh yeah, you can. And it's funny because that's one of the things that I do is I do um, a lot of content on my Hangouts on air, you know, not, in, you know, trying to get viewers. I'm just using it as video content. Then I go in and I edit out that there's a Hangouts on air. You probably have seen it. That's usually at the beginning and the end of the videos. So you go into the YouTube video editor and you can trim off that front end and that back end. Or if cool. it's an awkward start or any of that, you can trim that off. As far as editing out like in the center, it's a little, it's limited in that way. But then you can download that video and edit it edit it um, for future use or take out like, you know, little highlights, little two minute highlights and put those together as like a trailer to watch the longer broadcast. Can you add annotations and all that fun stuff that you can do with your typical YouTube videos? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I recommend everyone do is when it's over, if you have any kind of like subscribe or you had a call to action in it or anything, go in and add the external annotate, like really just maximize the YouTube video afterward and treat it like a video, like a video that you've, it was a huge production that you put together and uploaded. Wow. Well, I mean, so folks, if you're listening right now, you're like, holy cow. Okay. This is, um, a big deal. It's not, you know, it's, it's complicated as you would expect with anything that's video and live. But the good news is it's free and it sounds like, you know, it's on one of the biggest search engines in the world, YouTube, which is owned by Google. And I mean, it's just incredible opportunity. I, Brandy, I just want to, first of all, say thank you for um, opening our eyes to some of the depth of Google Hangouts. I also want to ask, um, where can people learn more about you and about Google Hangouts? Um, they can find me at brandysweezy.com, B-R-A-N-D-E-E-S-W-E-E-S-Y.com. And there's also on that page a link to Hangouts for Business. And that's where there'll be products. And, you know, there's there's a lot of free giveaways on there as well. Brandy Sweezy, thank you so much for coming on today's show and helping us understand the amazing um, power of Google Hangouts. Uh, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview uh, with Brandy Sweezy. I know that um, Google Hangouts are something we're definitely thinking about, and we're not doing it, but uh, I think you probably will see more coming from us very soon on that. I hope you give it a try. A few quick things I want to mention. If there was anything that we mentioned in today's podcast that you missed, you can get the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 57. That'll forward you to the page where all the show notes are, and you can also leave comments. And uh, it's a great resource that we put together for you uh, that you can always reference. Also want to mention uh, the Social Media Success Summit. If you're thinking about attending or you want to learn more, the best place to go to learn more about it is socialmediasummit13.com. That is our online mega conference designed to help marketers figure out how to best benefit from social media marketing. It's spread over an entire month and it's taught by 45 social media pros. Social Media Summit. 13.com. This does bring us to the end of the social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The social media marketing podcast is a production of social media examiner.